0: It's Ty Power's Bigfooty final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Bigfooty final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.
1: It's time to cast off on a new adventure. This is Real Adventures with Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Hadgood. Good morning and welcome to Real Adventures. Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Habgood joining you this morning to talk all things fishing, boating and the great
0: outdoors. Good morning, Aaron Habgood. Good morning, Patrick. I'm uh, going a um, little bit better than last week, which is good, but... Ticker's firing. Before, I'm going to get in before you get into me at the start of the show. You know, I know it's coming straight at me. During the week, <laughs> I had a flat tyre <laughs> <laughs> on my trailer. When I say a flat tire, tri- when I say a flat tire, I mean a leaking tire that's been leaking for six months.
1: <laughs> you actually said off air. I've been filling it up. I've been, <laughs> been pumping it up every couple of weeks. Did you not think you know what? Maybe there might be an issue with this because it's a little bit abnormal.
0: Might have been every four weeks. I was pumping it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I pumped it up a few times, but what I did was. I was actually catching up with you uh, for some lunch and dropping some snapper off and we're going to catch up for some lunch. And <laughs> I dropped it into the tyre place in Ocean Grove and said to him, I've got a slow leak here, guys. Do you mind having a look? And I'll be honest with you, I took the I took the tyre tra- off the trailer and I actually knew how to do that too, and I took it and I took it in, and I and I didn't even look at the tri- I didn't even look at the tire, and I said oh, I got a slow leak. I said I don't know why. I part- I literally pull it out of the Ute, pass it to the gentleman standing at the back of the car, and he goes, "Oh, that's why." I said, Why? There's a massive nail sticking out the side of it. I'm like, "Oh, that's the slow leak." You don't and have to be a sort of
1: tire engineer or anything
0: like that. I, really. I, I covered my covered my backside pretty quickly. I said, "Oh, I didn't even have a look, mate."
1: <laughs>
0: and then he goes to me. He goes, oh, oh
1: said, for, for for six months you haven't <laughs> just checked it, maybe maybe just had a little bit of a look over
0: it. It was hard to turn on the trailer when he took the boat on it. <laughs> and I said to the gentleman, I said, "Do you mind? Uh, do you, I said, he goes, oh, do you mind just hanging around for two seconds? I'll, I'll have, I should be able to quickly do it now. I'll just make sure the machine right to go. So yeah, that'd be good. That'd be wonderful. I'm, I'm, I pull the back of the ute down, and I'm sitting in the back of the ute on the tra- back of the tray there. Ten minutes goes by. 15 minutes go by. 20 it, minutes? Would have, it was longer than 20 minutes It would have had to have been I'm sitting there I'm not I didn't want to go in And be pushy And I walked in And I said Guys I don't mean to be rude Or anything I said I'm happy to come back In four hours time I said whenever you need I said "Just if that tie is done if you or forgot to do it That's fine And he goes Comes out And he goes I'll just check for you What was your name I said oh Aaron And he goes No worries and he comes back and goes, mate, the young fellow went on on a lunch break 25 minutes ago. He was just <laughs> going to do it when he gets back. I said, I'll, I'll, I said I've said i got somewhere to be. So that was my little trailer story during the week before you got into me. I thought I'd give it – Lauren hanging around? Yeah, early. no worries, mate. I'm just going to go for lunch. And uh, if you just hang here, I'll, uh, well, he I'll get goes, done. He said, I'll oh, just two sex, I'll make sure I can do it. And I'm thinking, I was just thinking, oh, like, he just chucked it on. He's going to do it and walk out with it done. And, yeah, I picked it up at 5 o'clock that day.
1: <laughs> hey uh, – Bit of news around the traps. Uh, the new Ford Ranger was released new uh, during the week, Redman. The new generation Ford Ranger. Uh, your initial thoughts? One of the better looking vehicles released over the last few years. There's tech upgrades right throughout it. They've, they've spoken about the dimensions that have slightly changed and they've they've widened the car and spoken about how uh, it's going to improve stability. I. I dare say it's got a fair bit to do with the fact that this vehicle will probably be able to be built out and electrified once that technology catches up because uh, of of simply how long these vehicles stay in production for. The last model Ranger, I think, was 10 or 12 years. So obviously there's upgrades that go along the way. There's tech upgrades, there's, there's facelifts, but the, the, the bare bones, if you will, stayed the same. And then there's the external changes. So whether that's widening to allow electrification, we'll hear more details
0: from Ford as we start to get more information from it. But it's pretty good looking, Redmond. It is a good looking car. Now, my question comes, was it an opportunity for ranger to jag the market in the towing sort of sector where they could have probably bumped up some stuff? Well, we still haven't heard about the towing capacity. You can, you can bet your life it'll be at least
1: Three 3.5 tonnes. I suppose we're still waiting... For
0: a four-ton Ute, that's, in this that was market, that was my question. We? Is it was that the chance that it's had like so Volkswagen? But then you talk about cost blowouts. I'm I'm
1: assuming the components that go in to then changing. The, it's
0: suspensions the big one. Yeah, that's the biggest cost in the in the car. Well,
1: that was always the. That was always the discussion around the Raptor when it was first launched, and the fact that that only had a two and a half ton mm. payload, yep. but the racing suspension went, that went into it was a, a huge upgrade and advance on, on what's there. But quite clearly, there's different reasons for, the, uh, for why you build a, a Raptor versus why you know you have your wild track at the top end that can tow three and a half tons. The Raptors weren't designed initially clearly for, for big load hauling.
0: Yeah, well, what I was going to mention then, I've just seen it in front of me here, is I know Volkswagen, because I just got the Volkswagen, and it went from uh, the twin turbo to the single turbo V6 with a bigger engine. And I can see here there's three different options in the Ford range. You've got the 2.0-litre, you've also got the 3.0-litre, and there's another twin turbo 2.0-litre involved in it as well. What would you recommend? And, And there's
1: even been the discussion around... A 3-litre turbo V6 diesel. Diesel, yeah. Sort of, yep. Which is probably the most exciting one. So that's the one you reckon you'd aim at if you were towing? Well, well, that's the one that I'm most excited about. It's about, 10 speed. About from a performance aspect. Uh, towing aside, one of the, the most exciting features of this uh, new vehicle is is probably the the agreement that Ford have obviously reached with ARB and the fact that there's there's now more than 600 accessories uh, that will be ready and loaded um, because of the partnership with ARB. So any off-road enthusiast would be familiar with ARB and Ford have obviously come to an agreement with them where all their accessories now can be attached straight to it. So if you've got bull bars, there's not going to be issues uh, with cooling and that sort mm. of thing. There's there's going to be no real modifications that need to be had because it's been designed in consultation. So as we get more information, it's going to be really interesting to see probably the market leader over the last five years. It's been certainly when you, yeah, when you ride yep. Hilux to... To Ford, it's been, you know, there's no comparison at the moment. And this the d-, d Max has obviously taken some market share, they're going quite well. And it's it's such a popular category in the Australian marketplace. We're gonna see this new Ford Ranger in the first half of twenty twenty two. So it's exciting to see Redmond. Um Stadycraft have released well or have partnered once again
0: with Sea Legs. And <laughs> yeah, I did see this. And and it's there. Um, I'm surprised you haven't got it yet. In all honesty, <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't got yourself a little 2100 and thrown that off Mog's Creek here as we, as we record.
1: Well, I, I dare say where this will come in at is probably going to be in your mid 300,000s. It's a lot of money. It is a huge amount of money. And we saw this a few years ago. with uh, It was the 2100, but it's the Ultra Cab that... That Staby are working with at the moment. And it's it's quite a piece of engineering, but it will come at a premium once it hits the market. There's no doubt about that.
0: I know where you're going to lead into now. I'm not real happy about it. It goes down to a well, uh, car maker GM to have a crack at electric boats. <laughs> So are you going to go into No, now?
1: I was just going. To, I was going to finish off. So if you want <laughs> on on Staby, if you want more info on the, it's called the Staby X. Is there is their project name for it? And they're still being quite cagey around what the release. There's been a few teaser videos, uh, and it's been released in the in the 2400 model. Um, so look at far. it just driving down the street. <laughs> well, oh, that's it's cool. one of those. It's one of those things you can do in New Zealand. I'm not sure you can do. That in the main streets of Bondi. <laughs> but It would know. be funny. There's everyone has their different applications. Yes. Sorry. We will get to uh, Carmaker GM oh, having a good. crap.
0: My favorite segment of the well, show.
1: No, we're just we it is topical. It's happening very, very quickly, mm-hmm. and there's there's more investment in the electric in I can't even Electrifying. say Electrifying Electric of the outboard market space. It's no longer just uh, min coders. So GM have invested US 150 mil. Uh, what I could do with that money. Into into the electrification of, uh, of outboard engines. So whether there'll be a player in this market remains to be seen, Redmond. So we'll be keeping abreast of that. Now, speaking, well, not speaking of, but let's get to a bit of your week in fishing. Now, you hammered the snapper during the week.
0: I did, and... One thing that you and I know both doesn't happen is you don't ever catch fish when a camera's out. You just don't.
1: It's, it's one of the. If you speak <laughs> to anyone that is involved, like Paul you your Lee Rainers of the world, uh, every time they they get the the show ready, they have all the production crew there. There's no fish.
0: I could have the snapper on a leash out the front and ring Paul to do a show, or Craig from my Craig from Soul Guide, and say, "Be here now." I know the snapper. They're going to go nuts they would get there and somehow undo themselves off that leash and disappear because it's just the way it works but it's the it's like I would far prefer to see <laughs> shit people talk about bananas load your boat up with bananas don't bring a camera <laughs> don't bring a camera well during the week it wasn't the case for us so i had a massive day on wednesday and beautiful day in the it was morning absolutely stunning it was as good as it gets i woke up in the morning it was 7:30 i think it was 19 degrees already it was it was warm as in t-shirt like it's the first it was probably the first warm uh, morning that we've had. It's starting the
1: to feel a bit more oh, like summer, isn't
0: it? It definitely is, and we and I know next week's looking sensational with nearly thirty degree days, a couple of them. So it's we're getting there, sort of. But it's uh, Craigo wanted to do uh, some squid first. Yep. So we went out for the, this is for all for the Salt Guide uh, membership platform that we have, and we filmed all that, and then it was mainly about snapper.
1: Online tutorial for those that are wondering. So Aaron will literally talk through how we. How he approaches different species of fish at different types, uh, at different times of the day, yep. different times of the week. Talk about moon phases, all
0: those sorts of things that help uh, improve your catch rate, and the. It went to plan. The squid went – they went good. So we got them quick and I said to Craig, "Go, why don't we just go out and try for a snapper in the middle of the day? And traditionally, I actually messaged you earlier in the week and seeing if you were available for the Wednesday afternoon if you wanted to go snapper fishing.
1: I was hosting Drive with Andy and uh, Josh Jenkins actually during the week. That's why I was wasting my time so you with could those have been two. With, You could have been catching snapper. I was wasting my time. <laughs> With those, I'll make that very clear. Wasting.
0: Well, you missed out on probably one of the best midday snapper sessions I have ever had. It was sensational. It no. was mirror calm, like it was as flat as a, a piece of glass. You, you, you could have water skied in the middle of the bay. It was that, like, that calm, and the fish just went off their head. And the reason I reckon they went off their head was that water temp last week was that fifteen degrees. Yeah, and it was seventeen nine we had. By the end of, uh, by the end of, uh, well, sorry, by the time we got out there. Yep. And I know surface temp's a little bit different to down deep, but that's massive in itself. And I reckon that was the first real bump for them. And they went literally stupid. I know a few other people have had great sessions during the day, but this was, this was next level. Now we were filming, we've landed probably around 15 fish, and we got one at about three and a half kilo, and all the rest were five and bigger. So seriously big poor foot bass snapper and I know there's oh, one in me free. Yeah, I got one for you. Yes. So it was they, they told you to make sure the bottom whole bottom section was clear, but it's <laughs> uh it's it, they just went fantastic and for those I did mention snap season opened a few weeks ago, but it's it's going really good right now. Pick your times and days, watch those videos that we've just done, they'll be up in a couple of days. Make sure you get on top of those and we cover everything. And it and it was a really really good day out on the water. So it was just one of those ones that went to plan. A uh, couple of little whispers of some school tuna as well, Pat. Off really? Shore. Yeah. I, Are you breaking it? I I, I I don't reckon that. I reckon a couple of people might have been on been drunk or something when they seen them. But I've had some good sound photos sent to me. Yep. It could have been really, really big salmon or they were school tuna. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's. I've had a few little reports just on one side on the sort of – uh, west side of the heads in about 50, and another report down off your neck of the woods, down off sort of Anglesey Way. So, Can yeah. I give a
1: little, a little Reds tip, an early Reds tip? With the success that, that uh, you and we have had over the past sort of 12 to 24 months with bungee casts, mm-hmm. invest early. Because they will <laughs> disappear on shelves <laughs> oh, very quickly.
0: And they just catch fish. They just they catch do. fish. And you just, you've got to upgrade the trebles, as you and George were doing the other week. So make sure you upgrade the trebles to a decent hook. And just regarding that weather that we were talking about, it's been finally announced, and it was the word I was trying to get last week, the Lenina. Lenina. So, so Lenina, that was the word I was trying to get, and that was before they announced it too. So not yeah, Jane, Jane Bun Jane Bane Bun here, but it's a better looking version here. But uh, it's, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 they've announced it. And basically what it means is it's not necessarily going to be colder as such. It's going to be wetter. Uh, we might get a few colder days due to the water, and it's—I'm yep. not going to go into too much depth. But what we are going to see is humidity. Thank, thank God for that, because <laughs> you
1: couldn't—you couldn't remember the,
0: the name of it. I've, I'm all over it now. I pretty much created this, but it's—it's—it's <laughs> uh, it's, it's going to be a very humid, very humid, wet summer. So it's going to be yep. a different heat to what we're traditionally used to in Victoria, and this is going to cover the whole east coast of Australia, so Queensland, New South Wales, into us. So. Possibly South Australia too, so it's going to play a fair role. Uh, it's going to be very interesting with the fishing because humidity, water temperature, humidity is a great thing for for temperature. It holds it holds yep. heat, yep. and humidity quite often means cloudy, overcast. Uh, so if we get cloudy, overcast days, we're going to see a lot of warm nights. Uh, mm, we which, snapper, enjoy yeah, snapper. The We've got tuna as well. With the tuna, hang around longer. If it hangs around longer, will they start earlier? Because the cold nights are what traditionally bring the water temp down, and that's basically going to shape up our sea. I'm very interested to see what Lenina does for us over the next few months. <laughs> We've got a massive show of real adventures coming your way
1: this morning. Uh, Aaron's going to talk weather, all that and more. You're listening to Real Adventures with Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Hadgood. Welcome back to Real Adventures. It's
0: time to find out what's biting in your part of the country, Redmond. What do we have first? Tasmania, Patrick, mm-hmm. fishing very well from Bird Point. Those salmon are back. The ones that we spoke to a couple of weeks back—they went quiet for a little bit, but it come down to that rain that they had. I don't. I think the fish were still there. They were out wider. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been to the place myself, but I did say that show. If it is fresh water gets into that area. Push out a bit further if possible. Because real
1: adventures scouts are telling us
0: push that little bit further out. A little bit wider. So make sure now that it's cleared up a bit because we've had some, they've had nicer days, they've come back in again. So they're fishing well. The Mercy River saw some seriously big rainbows, pretty much taking plastics. Plastics is. It's taken over plastics. I don't want to admit it. Usually I'm throwing the plastics in the side of the boat and using bait, but they've <laughs> definitely taken over. In other words, buy some power bait. It'll work too. Yeah, <laughs> be, of course. Beauty point. We spoke about this last week, and I'm going to say it again because those Trevally got even better. So I've seen plenty of reports of big Trevally, like a few kilo Trevally. So Z-Man, uh, just Z-Man, uh, Curl, anything with a curly tail, we'll, we'll dumb yeah. it down. Any grubs with a curly tail is going to work. Turtleback worms, we spoke about it last week. But get down there to our uh, beauty point because it's fishing really, really well. Heading over to the warm part of the world where COVID doesn't exist in WA, mouth Spanish mackerel. Nice. They're fishing very, very well good. My favourite eating fish, Spanish
1: mackerel. Are you calling it? Yep, it is. That's a big call. Yep. Like literally it. cut them into cutlets. Into cutlets, yeah. Bone in. Oh, it's just beautiful. Bone in. Yep. So, so you're a boneless sort of guy. Well, I don't eat the bone, <laughs> but I, once you fill it like up, like a steak. Oh, yeah, like a steak. They are yeah, beautiful eating but fish. A, I had a beautiful ribeye
0: during the week. That was really nice too. <laughs> uh, Warren River's fishing very well for redfin as well. So if you are in the area of Warren River, get down there. They're good redfin. A couple, not quite a couple, kilo and a half, 1.5, 1.6. So some some good, good redfin. If you're going to take the family down there,
1: just bear in mind that you don't go and cast right. Um, up against the the yeah, stream, if you will, because you'll you'll spook them. So cast that a little bit further back, a bit like trout fishing. You just need to sneak up on them a bit sometimes. And they eat
0: well. They yeah. I I have eaten redfin a couple of times, and they're very on this on par with the white inside of things. So very very to compare saltwater to freshwater, not bad for an introduced species. They're accepted, like trout, sort of. Six, <laughs> a six-year-old boy as well in WA, Pat, has landed his first ever billfish. This is a, a cracking story. It was a sailfish of the species billfish species. It went 18 kilo on 8 kilo, uh, which uh, was caught in Exmouth. It's a pending WA and Australian record. So, well done to the little fellow. I didn't get his name, but well done to the little fella out of Exmouth. That's terrific.
1: I reckon the second best fishing destination in Australia. What's number one? Screwed Island. I'm a, I'm is that, a bit, is that a just a soft spot for
0: yourself? Yeah, it is. It's good on. Soft e-
1: spot. Xmouth is probably the number one.
0: <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> I've never been to Xmouth, and for you guys that are fishing it right now, listening to this, mm-hmm. I uh, as soon as you guys get COVID, <laughs> we're coming over because that's the only time we're going to be accepted there, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so yep, it's unfortunately, South Australia squid are going crazy at Werribee. Fishing really, really well. Bag limit captures very easy to come by. Coffin Bay Whiting fishing, really good with bycatchers, snook, squid jig. Have a squid jig on standby because they're coming up behind the whiting quite regularly, as well as setting your own drift up for squid too. All in the same area. Pretty much all in the same area as the white. So they all live on the similar ground. And red mullet, goatfish, babunya, whatever you want to call it, it's named multiple things. It's one of the only fish found all around the world. And it's a beautiful eating fish. Now I've only tried it a couple of times. I did personally find it on the softer side of things, a bit mushy, but people love it. It's literally, I know in Greece, it's the the go-to fish. So it is literally one of the nicest fish you'll eat, and it's caught in Greece too, remember, all around the world, Pat? That's what I said to you.
1: As my brother-in-law keeps telling me, who is Greek, that the Greeks invented fishing, keeps telling me he's a great (laughs) fisherman.
0: So what's wrong with him? He's not a very good fisherman at all. <laughs> he was born in Australia and lost the grease <laughs> Um,
1: let's talk, about, uh, let's talk about Portland fishing very well at the moment. There's
0: been some great captures. Really good captures. And uh, I reckon with the amount of work you've done in the shed lately, <laughs> it, it might have been your drill that got caught off the break wall. <laughs> what did they catch? A, uh, I can't even say the word. Is it a Milwaukee. Ma- not Makita? Makita, that's the thing. Makita drill. Oh, I reckon the- if it's a Makita,
1: it might even still
0: work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was This ad was brought to you by <laughs> Makita.
1: You know, when I was doing that, uh, so George and I last week, we were spending a bit of time in the shed and um, we decided to take a few videos and post one up on um, online and you know, what we were talking about. You're talking my about own. lures and lures, trebles that's and right, stuff. Trebles yeah. And uh, anyway, it, we're having a lot of fun. And then someone was getting into me about, and this has happened before, Aaron, about my Ryobi drills. Mm, he's Ryobi. I
0: I can't take sides with anyone here because they don't make left-handed drills, and I don't. I can't <laughs> use them, so I've never used one before.
1: <laughs> and I, well, my view.
0: Yes, mate. I'm using Ryobi. Do I look like a chippy to you? Do I look like a builder? You're far from it. What's, What's wrong with a no, Ryobi? You've, you've got a beautiful set of new Bluestone boots. <laughs> this this is what not, is wrong with a Ryobi? This I, is not helping. There's nothing wrong with them, mate. They're brilliant. Is it electric? Like as in,
1: yeah, like, like battery, your mower and li- your, <laughs> Lithium battery? They all, and there's like 20 different products that you can use. You're getting into me. Well, well, don't have me DeWalt on me. <laughs> Sorry,
0: chief. On your hop. So I'm tipping the, that's not. Top end market for the builder is it Rio? That's your week. Do they have a speaker? They, I know builders have got speakers.
1: Are- I'm a weekend warrior when it comes to my drill work, and there's nothing wrong with Rio. We're know. going to New I South Wales.
0: It. New South Wales, the kingfish have first their first appearance for a long time, for a few months now, a bit more. Have uh, they've turned up at Monty Island? In so don't get too excited because it could be on and off for a while. But once we get a bit of current running down the hill. We will start to see consistent captures. Fish yep. will get bigger, get smaller. They'll do their thing as they do, come in different days. You want tide for kingfish. Different to striped mullet, you want the tide. So the days you're chasing the striped mullet during the summer and the months ahead and the current's too strong, push into Monty and get yourself some kingfish. It's going it, to – it'll definitely work. You've got the albacore and the small bluefin also off Burmie all the way up to Batesman's Bay. They're fishing well. And Port Hacking, again, is fishing well for snapper up uh, around that sort of 50 centimetre mark and – lots of them so not like you're not getting ones you're getting ones twos threes fours plus so uh fresh bait pillies and squid well pillies i don't know how fresh they are from the servo but they're working but fresh squid always works too and that is the whip around the country patrick it's time for the social
1: club we take your questions from social media if you want to join in the conversation make sure you send us in a direct message to our social channels on facebook and instagram
0: or better yet, download our Real Adventures app. I've got the first one. I'm going to take it. It's from me. It is going into... What, you, from, from you? Yes, it's coming from me because... You could just say I've got a question. I've got a question for you. What is it? I remember it. I'm sorry. It's from... Uh, it's going <laughs> off the fishing topic. We're going to footy and okay. you play a little bit of footy yep. and it's an outdoor show. So footy's outdoors sometimes. So we'll go with that and accept it, that stadium with a roof on it. It's... uh, You've got... The draft week that's just gone by. Yep, happened Friday night and uh, finished off Thursday. I'll tell you what. There's some AFL superstars that haven't even played a game of AFL that have come through the draft with the amount of pressure that's been put on their bloody shoulders. Mm. I feel sorry for these kids. It's a bit like that sometimes. This yeah. is ridiculous. What is Your number one pick, I think he went to North Melbourne. I've read articles, he's ready for AFL now, put him in the side now. Like... I understand he's a good player. He hasn't done a, even a training session with an AFL side, let alone played. Yes, he's dominated the VFL. I have watched handful. I've uh, same thing, different to state. It's uh, it's, uh, it's 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 a big step.
1: That wouldn't go down super well in uh, in Adelaide.
0: Lucky I'm not in Adelaide right now. I'm not allowed there. <laughs> Actually, I think We're we broad- are now.
1: <laughs> We're broadcasting in Adelaide at the moment. But
0: I'm not there though. Okay, so I can't. They yep. can't get me. <laughs> but no, seriously, is it how much pressure is put on these young kids? Huge amount of pressure, yeah. No, no doubt. And the and the number one
1: pick, without a doubt, uh, is the added pressure of that. And you could argue that Dacos will will have the same going to Collingwood. Well, I start, read articles
0: Dacos putting pressure on himself, saying I'm spewing. Basically, I'm not picking one, like.
1: And he wasn't happy that GWS didn't speak to him.
0: And GBA- but he's
1: not disappointed that GWS didn't pick him because he wanted to stay in Melbourne. I just... No, it's a bit of a US. That's not
0: him. That's media. Well, a bit of a
1: US. He's got a bit of a a US slant to America in the way that he sort of views it, wants to be, um, you know, thought of in sort of those conversations. I don't mind that. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. The the pressure's there, but, you know, and the pressure will be there for North Melbourne because they've been at the bottom of the ladder for a while now. Uh, He's their number one pick, seen as a saviour. But what I will say about Horn Francis. He could be the best player in the game within three years. He, he's Sammy Walsh, absolutely, but right. he's bigger. He, he's, he's a, a bigger. <laughs> he's a phenomenal player. Right. And he went the pick one. He was pick one, and, and you know, so absolutely. There's times where it's good. Oh, sorry. There's times where the, the pressure is just too much, and they're just not ready. So Jack Watch is a good example of that. Took some time to to really get going. Horn Francis is not. One
0: of those players. So he's ready. And This is yeah, the one that I ready. was saying in my comments about playing. He's ready to play, so I take my comments The, the
1: challenge <laughs> almost is for a team like North Melbourne, he will come into this side, and I don't want to talk him up too much, he will come into this side and be one of their best players very, very quickly. So you're almost dealing internally with a, a little bit of rivalry that does um, that, that does happen because right there, wrongly, you can get a bit jealous sometimes. These players come in and it's like... oh. You know, everyone keeps talking about Horn Francis, and I'm telling you, once they start playing, they're going to be talking about him even more because he can seriously. Where's he play. from?
0: He's a South Adelaide boy. South Adelaide. Yep. So, um, well, it's good news for the Cats. Shane Mumford put himself uh, off the retirement list, so if the Cats want to get him at number twenty or something, we'll be able to. We'll be able to add him to our long-term. Uh, your your rant list. Your rant
1: has has cost us. Uh, has cost us the social company. I've be, got the first there's gonna be, question. There's going to be one question. I've got the first question.
0: It. It's from Simon. First and only. First and only. Simon has asked, uh, what's the setup for your hardtop, Pat, uh, with your windscreen regarding your wipers and your fresh water washdown? So how does your hardtop work regarding your wipers and your fresh water
1: washdown? There's a little side note next to this that uh, Simon is looking at a potential hard top. If you ask Aaron, he'll say straight away, get a hard top. Uh, What I've done that's really important is there is uh, fresh water running through the windscreen wipers. And and Redmond, you were very big on this from the very beginning of the planning of this boat because when you are out uh, on a hot day, you'll still get spray. If you don't have the ability to wipe uh, and wash those down with fresh water. You will not be able to see it out of your uh, salt drive so quick. It is, is it? a nightmare, and that's one of the better things, certainly, that uh, that the boat's got in it because it would just be
0: such a pain. Just quick one with your you got a whittle a uh, whittle a middle windscreen two words in one yep. a middle windscreen there without a wiper. Yep, it did get a little bit annoying for me the other day. Did I, it? yes, I've no I didn't actually mention it to. You, I was meant to. I noticed that when you were driving in. This was actually. I, would, I was sort of standing in the middle side of it and it, yeah. it had that crusty look where each side was crystal clear with the wipers. So I reckon we could nearly put a 30. It
1: might be a little especially when you're going to be fishing, like you're going to take the boat up to Burmy and you're going to be looking for birds yep.
0: all day. And that angle looking to my left is through that middle windscreen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, so we might have to a little over cut, sight cut another hole there. Beautiful work. Well, great <laughs> question, Simon. Good on you. Uh, if you want to join in the conversation, make sure you, uh, you get in touch with, with us on our Real Adventures socials. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, the more interactive, certainly the better for us. You're listening to Real Adventures. Gearing up for Dometic. Enjoy the great outdoors with all the comforts of home with Dometic. It's time for Gearing Up for Dometic. Enjoy the great outdoors with all the comforts of home with Dometic. Our special guest this morning is Robin Box from Safari H2O. Good morning, Robin.
2: Hey, good morning, Patrick.
1: Now, I've got a wonderful Safari H2O, a kayak. Tell us uh, about the journey, about the brand and, and how it's all uh, come to pass. And now it's one of the, uh, the premier kayaks in Australia.
2: Uh, Well, it goes back, it's got quite a history, back into the early 80s, I was always an enthusiastic kayaker, and then we started manufacturing them back when they were all made out of fiberglass, and the sit-on-top fishing thing wasn't even part of the equation then, and then the – so through that, we learned to um, do all that modelling and designing and so forth, and then moving forward quite a few years, uh, the – Area moving into the fishing, like we had plaques that we were putting some fishing accessories on and calling them a fishing model. And then when we had that uh, long period of dry weather, the rivers all dropped, and we're in an area where the Murray cod fishing is like the, the most sought-after type fish to such a trophy fish to catch. And the rivers got so low you couldn't put tinies in, and we started to get some inquiries and a fisherman's desire to go fishing is pretty strong. And so the, we started to get some interest in something more dedicated to snag rivers that were low, so it had to have a really shallow draft. And so that it was probably, that would be the, the most amount of design and time put into any of our kayak models because the others were designed for paddlers, whereas we had to try and pick up the paddling thing so it was enjoyable to use. But also pick up all the features that a fisherman wanted. So the, that whole design was unique, um, to get a really shallow draft. So if you've got timber out of the, out of the water, you can just get a good run up and get it halfway across and then push on and keep going and, um, and get into all the, the tricky spots. And that in our area here, certainly for the Murray Cod, uh, the fish were where the tinnies couldn't get to all around the woodwork and snag. So that was kind of the start of the, fully dedicated direction to a fishing model so yeah that's how that's how it all moved to there but that's a 30 odd year snapshot
1: can i take us back a step because especially over the last 10 years we've seen the the huge influx in imported products because cost base reduction of cost quality itself reduces safari h2o has remained uh, an australian built product, how important is that to you and to the brand?
2: Well, Australian made, well, it, it's the right thing to do and it's a good thing and we really enjoy doing it, but the, Australia's conditions are a little unique and the, the material you have to use, so the, the, the grade and, and quality of plastic, certainly from a rigidity point of view, impact resistant and most importantly, UV stability, That. The material that's manufactured, we use manufactured material from Australia and the feedstock comes um, from our, our gas fields in Australia. That's the, the origins of, of plastic. And the UV package that we use, in other words, the stability not to fade or um, the stress crack like the environmental stress crack you see in old plastic. It starts all chalk up. Um, and that's the, that is the that is big difference. And that does impact cost because you, your, your material that we manufacture that out is... Is 50% more expensive than some of the other types of plastic that you could mould a kayak out of, but we don't because they get too heavy and too flexible.
1: Is it one of the things, though? Clearly, you must be very proud of the fact that it is Australian made and it must resonate with the people that buy Safari H2Os knowing that it's made by Australians.
2: Well, yeah, it is, it is nice to know that because one way or another, we, we all want our country to, to, to go turn along well economically wise. Uh, but the the thing that it's in support and backup, and you actually get to speak to the person or the, the people that are involved. And our crew here, uh, we've got a lot of very dedicated fishermen on, on staff here, and so yeah, they they're they're excited to be part of all that. Uh, but it is it is important to us, the, the Australian maid and it, it is somewhat difficult to um to always maintain that, but it is still viable and worthwhile you just have to be at the the pointy end end of development that's all
0: robin i'm on the uh, safari website at the moment and for those at home that want to actually see the website it's safarih2o.com.au now i've hit canoes and kayaks here and i've gone into the fishing section patrick as i like to do doesn't and surprise me at all that I'm looking at. There's a couple here. One's the Voyager Two fishing, and the Drifter Two fishing, which I strongly don't recommend for you or I, Pat, because we both can't decide on anything or agree with anything. So <laughs> we'll end up just doing circles all day. You're better you know, off going singles. We'll, we'll aren't we? go singles because we'll you'll paddle left, I'll paddle right. But it's a uh, it's there's so many different range of different uh, I guess I guess quite kayaks as you could see them in front of you in canoes for different sorts of angling and people can you take us through of your different models and what's actually gone into there's designing these there's too that's many there is that's why i'm asking because i don't know well, which the, one to look the, at
2: yeah that that's that's a, on the surface that's a fair observation but they're all there for very separate reasons yep. usually the two people one is when that's a family and when um, one in the family, usually one of the adults is a very enthusiastic fisherman yep. and the children are wanting to come on board. Sometimes it's couples that do it but it's usually, and as the children get bigger, uh, they want to have their own seat and, and they, that's usually where that happens is that so? you need to be able to cope for the, the inspiring young fishermen coming on and the sit-in, sit-on combinations they each have their application, nothing's Easier to use, and you'll feel instantly comfortable on a sit-on-top. But they are um, they're a bit colder, and they're a bit, bit more exposed to the elements. If you're a, a really dedicated winter fisherman, uh, and you're more likely to be in lakes and on rivers, a sit-in sit-in type kayak. Uh, it's not as convenient on the deck, but it will let you do that all year round in a lot more comfort.
1: Robin, I'm going to give you my favourite because. I feel like I do enough sort of exercise throughout the week, Redmond, so when I get in, in the yak, yeah, I don't really want to exercise. Uh, I've just
0: changed my mind. This is why I want the Voyager 2, so I can sit with you, so you can paddle me around.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about the Murray Electric. Right. Robin, clearly a big change Ooh. and focus the last few years has been electric motors, the popularity of them, and, and you've adjusted and, and added models to the Safari H2O range. Uh, with the electrification of uh, some of the models that you've got. The Murray Electric is a great example of that.
2: So the Murray Electric, it was... Fisherman, exercise is not their primary interest. It's the desire to go fishing that usually overrides all of that. Well said. Uh, and in the design, <laughs> and certainly of the Murray, uh, we did make sure, because um, designing holes are something we're very good at. The next fit out on it, we had some... Um, good expertise and certainly from a bunch of um, uh, local fishing people that do the your magazine articles and so forth. And so, the, from a deck it out point of view, so we wanted to make sure that the boat was a good boat if you wanted to paddle it. But the electric just gets you a lot further, so like the electric assist bikes, you still use your paddles, but you, um, you've got some more choices. But what we did, there's, there's two unique things to the electric um, one is that the Eight laws in Victoria, yet yeah, the boat fully registered and a full boat licence, which was more onerous than a, than a jet ski. Um, we did we did visit Spring Street and, and we had a lot of support there, and eventually that has been removed now. So you're up to the um, 24 pound thrust motor. There's no licence, no registration needed. The other thing is the you don't want you want your hands free to use a rod, and so the steering mechanism is all done by your feet which keeps your hands free and there was a, a lot of development to get that to do that and it can turn like it can just turn in its own length so you had manoeuvrability that lets it work in the river quite well if you hook up a cod and it's trying to drag you in under the snags you need to be able to stay above it and the other thing there is that you can just, by pushing both feet forward, flip the motor right out, so if you're trying to get over a log or you're bringing it back into shore, so you don't do any damage to your motor. So that was the thing that was a very, very steep and long development curve to get that sorted. But it's, yeah, we've had a lot of, a bit like what you said, Pat, Yeah, it's the... um It's the one that everybody's choice
0: is if um, if I can. I don't think I need to look at anything else on the website to tell you the truth, Pat. It's got an engine. Robin, (laughs) we appreciate
1: your time on Real Adventures this morning and coming on and talking about Safari H2O. Uh, If you'd like more information on Safari H2O kayaks, make sure you head to their website. And it's also got all the dealers right across Australia where you can go and buy yourself a Safari H2O kayak. With an electric motor. With an electric motor. (laughs) Robin, thank you for your time this morning.
2: No, thank
1: you very much. Robin Box from Safari H2O. That was gearing up for Dometic Mobile Living Made Easy. Speaking of Dometic Redmond, now our Reds review for this morning is a short and sharp one.
0: Now in front of me, they're here. Can
1: hear it. Sorry, we'll probably just destroy your, 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 uh, you your ears. speakers. <laughs> um, now, Dometic have their new tumbler range. They
0: do. And uh, the thermo tumbler, 320 mil is $25. And the Dometic uh, thermo bottle is six sixty, which is forty dollars. Now and- I've got a
1: bit of an issue with it, this Redmond though.
0: Because of their uh, their thermal capabilities... Which one are you holding? You've got the uh, tumbler in front I've of you. I've
1: got the tumbler. And we posted a few shots on our socials during the week. Uh, I have to add a little bit of cold water to my cup of tea in the morning as I drive into training because it tends to keep it a little bit too hot for a little bit too long. So be mindful that the thermal capabilities are that good that you do need to uh, to get your temperature, set it, and then put it in because... It's a wonderful piece of technology. It's very simple, but it is brilliant, and it's something that uh, that a fish show in the morning, or you're heading outdoors, whatever it might be, in the early hours of the morning. It's lovely to have a a, a hot brew throughout the day. Redmond,
0: it is, and the other one, which was the Thermo Bottle, Patrick, that we were talking about, uh, wall installation, which will keep drinks cold, drinks hot for twelve hours, twelve hours, and cold for twenty four. So. I reckon I reckon when six, would have six you shots, ever shots six shots of jamison with a little bit of coke should top that up nicely.
1: When would have you ever sat on a drink for twelve hours? We're gonna need we're gonna need we're gonna need to speak to Dometic about
0: kegs. Do you reckon that's stupid advertising? What, by what,
1: one that's keg size for you. Just
0: telling us the capabilities. Like you can run for twenty, but you've never done more than five going back by going forward in an AFL game. The capabilities are there. If you want more information on <laughs> Domedic's uh, range
1: of tumblers, make sure you head to their website for more information. You're listening to Real Adventures with Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Hadgood. Welcome back to Real Adventures. It's time for Red's Tip. Redman, just, what
0: do you have for us? just looked at me silly like I was bringing the show in then, Patrick. I was, We've I, got to be quick Stop. I was looking so. for you to take some responsibility. <laughs> I am. I'm taking Red's Tip. And you know what I'm going to do? Because we, go, we are kidding your boat out at the moment. Mm. And I ordered some more sinkers. $1,300 worth, mind you, from Philip Island, the guy that makes them there. Yeah, the problem is the weight. They're, oh, they're heavy. Wayne and that's Craig why had to pick them up. It was like carrying three-barrel tuna back. That's why it costs so much. <laughs> anyway, we're going back down to the storage side of it. You don't need to have a stupid amount of sinkers on the boat, no. but what you do need to do is itemise them into each sort of, I guess, the ounces you're running. Yeah, the so weight variation. There's nothing worse than going to your mate, grab a sinker out, grab a three ounce. And your mate's like, I can look at sinkers, I know what a three ounce is or a five ounce is by my eye, but it's, it's hard to see five ounces or three ounce on a sinker, especially if they're being used. It's not really existent. They don't really so, spend a huge amount of time no, engraving them. So designing them. them. Yep. So, uh, sorry, engraving into the, into the side of the sinker with the lead. But just... Put them into sections and on the front of the tubs, a simple sticker on the front of Great one, repeat. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, up to whatever you're using. And I've got a box that has uh, 12 plus and it just says 12 plus on it. And it has 12s, 14s, 16s, 18s, and 20s in it. And I only have like four of each in each, in four of them in each because I'm never going to use them. If I'm dedicated going kingfish fishing, I'm going away somewhere, yes, I'll take more, but I'll probably take. The threes out, like because I'm not going to. I'm just not going to use them. Yep. So make sure you do number your sinkers on the boat and don't carry a stupid amount like I have been. Split them up and just carry what you need, and you'll also won't waste as many as well. It's now time for the flying gaff, Patrick. What do you got for us this week? Well, the flying gaff it uh,
1: it heads to the AFL and to North Melbourne because the AFL wing the broadcast started at seven o'clock. It to o-clock. North Melbourne or the AFL? Who's it going it's to? It's going there? to both. Okay. Broadcast starts at seven. It took till seven thirty for the uh, chief. To read out the first pick, Gil. It took him half an hour. I reckon we could have wrapped that a little bit quicker. And then North Melbourne, they've had four months with the number one pick and it took five minutes to read out the first pick. So what do you mean
0: by that? Like they had five well, minutes to you're choose. You're on the so clock, what-
1: you've got five minutes to choose. May have been slightly disrupted by the fact that there were other trades happening, My it gaff, just felt like it
0: could have happened a bit quicker. My gaff's going to anyone who watched the actual draft. <laughs> Why would you watch a draft? Speaking of, what do you gain out of that? Well, there's no point watching. It's time to go fishing, Redmond. It is. I'm going fishing tomorrow because today's crap. Tomorrow's good. We'll see you next <laughs> weekend.
1: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas. Together and loving it. TNCs apply.